0: Welcome to the Military Spouse Perspective with your host, Becca Hyde. Join Becca, a military spouse, career specialist, marketing director, and conversational starter as she converses with some of our amazing military spouses who are changemakers within the military spouse community. Grab a seat and a cup of coffee and let's chat. Now, here is your host, Becca
1: Hyde. Welcome to the Military Spouse Perspective. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Amy Schweizer with us, Tiny Troops. Amy, I'm glad you're with us today. I know you've got to be busy getting ready for the holidays, so I'm thankful that you could take some time out and meet with us and tell our audience a little bit about who Amy is and what it is you do in our military space.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I am a mom to three boys, which one who is four is home with me now. He's supposed to be napping, but I hear little footsteps upstairs, so I'm going (laughs) to apologize in advance if you hear a little voice come in, Uh, so yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no worries. We'd love to have him on the show too. So that's completely all right with me. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Great. Uh, so yeah, I have a mom to three boys. Uh, my husband is an active duty Marine. He just accomplished his 20th year last month. So we're really oh, proud of him. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, he's out on a ship in the middle of the ocean somewhere currently, but yeah. So congratulations to him. We've been married for almost 12 years now. And prior to meeting him, I was a very, well, I still am, but very independent woman. I always thought I'll have my career. I'll have everything going and settled. And if I have a husband, great. That might, that could add to my life, but it wasn't a priority at all. And we actually met, it's a funny story. We were at a job fair. I was the program director at the Boys and Girls Club at the time and he was there recruiting for the Marine Corps. So he had on his dress blues and our tables happened to be next to each other. We exchanged numbers, went on a date. And I said, just so you know, I'm moving to Jacksonville, Florida to work with the Jaguars because that's been my lifelong career dream is to work with the pro team in community relations. So doing something that's still giving back just on a larger scale. And he said, okay, well, just so you know, I'm moving to California, PCSing, which of course I had no idea what that meant at the time. So we said, OK, great. Whatever. So fast forward a year. We're married and I am off to California, not to Florida. So um, that was a very hard transition for me because moving into the military dependent space was very different than everything I believed in. That that was a hard transition for sure. So that kind of though led me to where I am now. When we moved to Okinawa, we had our oldest son. I was pregnant with our second. And as you're moving overseas, your job opportunities are even more limited than being a spouse stateside, especially if you have a specialty, a specific field you want to be in, which pro sports, that's not really going to happen for me in Japan. So mm-hmm. that kind of went back. And another spouse is actually coaching some lessons and she said, Hey, I'm moving. Do you want to do this? And I thought, not really. But, <laughs> you know what? I don't have anything to do. And my, what was a two year old at the time? Like we were both going crazy, right? We were both in the house, not much to do what I wasn't too comfortable going out in town just yet at that time. And I thought, you know what, why not? He needs something to do. Other kids must need something to do. And I started coaching the lessons and I grew it to a bona fide program where then I had to start hiring other spouses to help me coach, which that really spurred my passion for military spouse employment. And to date, I think we've had about 150 spouses that we've employed. So that's one of my proudest things. That Uh, is great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And my first coach I had, Michelle Yearwood, and she's actually uh, come back to the company after a little bit of leave as our assistant director now. When she was PCSing back stateside, I said, do you have a job lined up yet? And she said, not yet. And I said, don't get one. Just hold on. Like I have an idea. And that turned into a meeting that lasted a few hours. And I said, can you open our first location in the States? Because every base needs this. All of our kids need this physical activity opportunity. And so she did. And now we've grown to 17 states. And we're also in Japan, a couple locations in Guam and looking to expand even further. That is amazing. I love the military spouse
1: employment side of things. But what I love even more than that is the fact that you are able to get these kids, these kids that are displaced from PCSing or whatever the situation may be, they are able to get out and meet friends and somebody that have something in common with. And as you and I spoke a couple of weeks ago, it's good for the military spouses to be able to connect with other people, with other moms or dads that are in that space And a lot of times sports, when we move with our kids, is what connects us. So Mm -hmm. that is, that's how we make those connections with everybody, how we kind of network. So I love that you have started this organization. Now tell us a little bit about what the organization is, because this is what impressed me the most is how little, I love the name Tiny Troops, and what impressed me the most was how tiny these guys actually are when you get them started down the soccer path. So tell us a little bit about the inspiration for that and how that
0: works. Yes, our tiny troopers are very tiny. <laughs> so. <laughs> Most of the recreational programs and base programs start at the age of five. So that's what really inspired me to hit those younger kids because they still need something to do too. That's why we focus now on that two to five-year-old range. And we are a developmental program. And what that means, Becca, is that we really focus on building the foundational skills that children need. To then successfully move into that traditional recreational program when they're age appropriate, when they can actually comprehend those mm-hmm. concepts and things. So we start with a lot of gross motor skills. So let's learn how to run without falling over. Let's learn how to jump. Let's do so a lot of those basic things balance, coordination. And then we also focus on skills like listening. I can now sit and listen to somebody else besides mom or dad. I can be in an environment with lots of. St- Stimuli and lots of noise and still be able to function appropriately and these are the types of things that transition to the classroom so these are things that you want in the classroom so this is a perfect play-based environment for that to happen so we teach all those skills with a course and introduction to soccer we really focus heavily on dribbling because that is the most essential skill we've had so much praise and feedback from our tiny troopers who have graduated from us and move on to the different rec leagues in their town and parents say oh oh my gosh, my kid was so much more comfortable with the ball at their foot. They didn't have to think about dribbling. They were able to sit and listen to the coach. And if some other kids are running around and it's something that people think, two-year-olds, what are you teaching a two-year-old? Or how are you possibly teaching a four-year-old soccer? But we're not going into any crazy soccer skills. We're laying the foundations that if you want your child to be that great soccer player, when it becomes age appropriate, that this is where you need to start.
1: I know that was my question when we talked, I was like, what? can you possibly <laughs> do with a 2 year old with soccer but i think it's amazing what you've got going on i wish you were around 20 years ago when i had my little one because there you're right there are no sports programs available especially on the bases until they are 5 that's and that's really anywhere i've never found anybody that starts maybe tumbling might start at 2 or 3 but for the most part your bigger sports soccer things like that they don't start until they're a little older and i'm sure there are co- Coaches That really appreciate the fact that you work with these kids and give them those foundations because when they don't have that you've got a coach that's forced to teach them those foundations and then try to teach them soccer on top of that so I'm sure that I'm sure they're very appreciative to you for the program that you have.
0: Yeah. And we've heard that. I was at one of my son's games a couple months ago and I heard a parent say, gosh, these kids just need the foundations. And I thought, yes, I know this is what it needs. And so that was just a fun moment for me because so often they move into those traditional leagues, even now at the age of three and four, mm-hmm. that even though it's as cute as can be, it is cute watching those kids run around because they have no idea what's going on. It's not doing what the parents actually want them to do, which is to teach them how to become a great soccer player. But Mm -hmm. that's just the traditional picture that we all have of, oh, soccer, we're going to see the traditional game that you see on TV. But at three and four, they're literally cognitively not able to process anything to do Mm. with soccer, barely. Yeah, that's why we focus on that. I know
1: sometimes I need help jumping and walking myself, so I trip over air. I'm sure these little guys really need it. I remember when mine were toddling around, and I'd watch them stumble over their feet and things like that. The program that you have not only helps them in soccer, it helps them just... Develop, like you said, the gross motor skills. It helps them walk. It helps them listen. And I'm sure moms and dads are thankful for that too, because it helps them learn to listen to adults. I'm sure that lots of people benefit from this program you've got going. And I know you said 17 17 bases, correct? Is where you're,
0: or is it just, it's not just around
1: 17 states. So yeah. Great. So it's not just military base, then you're doing this in the entire community.
0: So we are always near military bases because the heart, uh, how we first started was I want our military kids to have equitable access to sports like Mm -hmm. the civilian kids do. And so we want to play right near base. So it's not this like 45 minute drive. And we do monthly registration periods so that our kids, whenever they can play, we want to be there for them to play. There's so many times that you PCS and you miss signups. So now your kid can't start playing for another three months or four months, or Mm -hmm. you're going home for a month of leave. And so mom and dad don't want to sign you up because they feel like it's wasting money because you're going to miss a month of the play. So we do it month to month. If you played in January and February and took off March and April and then moved to a different state where there's Chinese troops and you start playing in May. Whenever it is, we want to be there. Almost all of our locations are just off base at a local park or school. So we are open to any kids. So we welcome civilian kids in our program because that's one of the things we really want to try to foster too is the connection between military families and civilian families. Because as a survey show, As we all know, sometimes it's hard to feel welcome and connected. Or you're like, I'm moving in six months, I'll find friends at our next base. And that's no way to live. We all feel that way, but that's not a way to live. A lot of times, as you mentioned earlier, other tiny troops' parents are the first friends people make at a base. And so they see each other a couple of times at sessions, then maybe they see each other at the park and they're like, oh, hey, I know you. And they start talking. And a lot of times that we've seen that those become the best of friends. So it's really cool that we're able to foster Uh, those whole relationships with the community and the military.
1: That's great because you're right. There is often that disconnect between the civilian counterparts and your military members. They just don't get each other's lifestyle. Even though at some point we were civilians, Mm -hmm. we change, we grow, we evolve into military families and it is completely different than that of our civilian friends. I appreciate the fact that you are connecting those. You're bridging that gap between the military families and the civilian families. I think that's great. Now, another thing you and I talked about was a book that you have written. Would you share a little bit about that with us?
0: Yeah. So I wrote a book. It's titled, I Will Be Okay, Adventures of a Military Kid. Um, And really the point of that is the importance of physical activity for kids, especially our military kids who face those extra circumstances like the deployment of a parent or? moving away from Grammy and Poppy. So they're so sad. There's so many major life changes that they go through. And we know that physical activity benefits and boosts mental and emotional health as well. And Mm -hmm. so it's so critical for us as parents to sign our kids up for things like soccer or gymnastics or Taekwondo, whatever it is. Not only they're getting that exercise that they need to help them cope with the stressors of military life, but it's also giving them something to look forward to. It helps the time and you know, oh, it's Saturday and we have six more soccer Saturdays till daddy comes home. Or even for the spouse, it's like something to do. You're like, exactly. okay, woo, checked another week. Even if it's just getting out of the house at one time a week. Yeah. The book is actually um, about that. And it, it takes you through Daddy left. Why am I here? Where are my friends? Where's Grammy? Like, she's not coming for another six months. What do you mean I can't see her for six months? So just the perspective of a kid transitioning through all those feelings and joining a new sport like soccer, where uh, they meet other kids that have a mom gone or a dad gone or why is your mom here and mine's not. And so they're exploring those feelings through a fun, uh, animated colorful story, of course. yeah, I'm excited about that. It's again, I will be okay. Adventures of a military kid, and you can find that on Amazon.
1: I love that. I love that I, I, I've recently started seeing more books around being a military kid. And again, these are resources I wish had been around. I have a twenty one year old and a twelve year old and an eight year old. and we got out of the military when my youngest was six. so, Even with that, though, she felt the stressors of PCS and of daddy being gone, of mommy going crazy because daddy's gone and life's happening. The dog's eating the couch, the kid's throwing up in the corner, the cat ran out the door. You know how it is. It's always, it's just, it's complete chaos. It seems like when our service members are gone, I think that's a great resource for even the parents to be able to sit down because a lot of parents can't talk to their kids. They don't know how to talk to their kids about the feelings and the things that they've got going on. So it sounds like this book is a great resource for that to open up that conversation between kids and parents. So kudos to you. You're doing such amazing things in our military community and in the civilian community. I am so grateful for you and your program. And I'm sure many other military families. And like I said, civilian families, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are thankful that You had the foresight to see that this is something that's needed and you were able and willing to put in the work to make it happen because I'm sure it was a lot of work to put this organization together. I can't even imagine.
0: It has been a lot of work and especially working around the different bases, the different policies, the different rules, the different red tape. So it's definitely, it has not been easy in that sense, but we do the best that we can to serve as many kids as we can. To date, I don't have an exact number right now, but I know we've served over 15,000 kids. That's really-
1: Wow. That is great.
0: I had no idea- that you
1: I knew you made an impact, but I had no idea it was that big of an impact. And that's amazing. You're doing great things. So I know you've got to have plans for 2022. What are some goals or what are some things that you're working on for the new year?
0: It's so funny you say that I actually have our 2022 planning meeting with my admin staff right after we get Oh, on. wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great minds. We're, we're moving into there. So we currently average about 30 locations a month that are running. And so we want to bump that up to 50 next year. And so which means that we're employing more people and of course serving more kids. So that's one of our goals. Another one is to have not only a primary coach, but substitute coaches at each of our locations. So we really pride ourselves on being a constant in a military kid's life. And so of course we need help to do that. And We're looking for coaches all the time. All of our coaches are paid. They're paid employees. You go through a paid training time with us. We do ask that you have some soccer experience or knowledge in there because although we don't go into super skilled things, we know that. By doing X and Y, it's going to produce Z on the soccer field at a later date. We love that. Um, You have to be at least 16. Our primary positions usually run, you're usually working the first three Saturdays of each month, besides the month of December, and then depending on where you live. And then our substitutes, they are scheduled for one Saturday a month, and then as needed. So it's a great way if you're a veteran and want to still be involved with the military community, we would love to have you in that. A spouse, a student, a mill kid yourself who's a teenager, you know, a civilian, really what's important to us is that you love kids, you love soccer, and you're able to show that on the field. So if anyone's interested, they can go to our website, tinytroofsoccer.com, find us on Facebook, shoot us a message, email, Instagram, any of that good stuff. Awesome.
1: Awesome. I'm, like I said, I'm very thankful for your program. I'm thankful for your dedication to children. In general, it, it really is great, the things that you're doing. I'm excited to watch your organization grow over the next year. And I know it will. I, I know with your dedication and your that determination you've got, I know that it's going to happen. And like Amy said, if you're looking for a, a position, if you're looking for, if you're a mill kid that's been in soccer and, and you're interested in getting in there and helping veteran spouse, jump in there and help. She really wants to grow this program and it's it takes a village to make that happen. Amy, thank you again for coming on on the show and talking to our audience. Like I said, I'm definitely going to be watching your organization grow and I'm sure we'll talk. I'll have you come back on the show, maybe in the middle of the year and give everybody an update on the great things you're doing and and where you're at with Tiny Troops.
0: Thank you so much for having me. And I would love that. It would be a quick accountability check. So now you're coming back. I'm going to be ready. We're we're coming
1: back. Let's say June. We're going to come back and do a a mid-year check and see where you're at. I like that. I like that. All right. Thank you so much. And yeah, I appreciate you coming on. And I'll stay in touch. We'll keep up with you and see where you're going. And and our for our audience again, you can find her on Facebook. She's also on LinkedIn. That's she and I connected on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all the social media avenues. Find her, shoot her a message, tell her how great a job she's doing and that you appreciate her. I know everybody needs to hear that. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. All right.
0: Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Military Spouse Perspective, a podcast of Behind the Service. Join us every other Tuesday for the latest episode with your host, Becca Hyde. Make sure you leave us a review and share with a friend. You can also follow us on our socials at Behind the Service Podcast.